Okay, let's go back to Malachim Bey's Perich of Gimel. We'll go back again to Pasuk Lamed. Malachi Yoshio is killed in battle, and the people get together, the people Dafka, sounds like not the Sanhedrin, as they're not sure what to do because of the two sons now, three sons, in the running, so to speak, the one that was actually chosen, according to some of Hashem, to be the next king is Sitkiyo, and he's not even considered. And they have two other sons, Yochaz and Yoyakim, and they choose the younger one over the older one, which is normally against the halacha, unless the older one is not fit for Malchus. Now here the problem is, neither one was really fit for Malchus. They probably believed that they were choosing the lesser of the two evils, these are the same people who had undergone the bris with Yoshio HaMelech and had been doing tshuva. It wore off a bit and they were probably mixed with the people who were never really with the program in the first place. What would have happened had they picked Yoyaka? Maybe it would have been worse earlier. Yoyaka is not going to last very long and they're clearly not interested in picking Sitkio. Even though when Sitkio finally gets the throne... Either there's nothing much he could do, or he's not able to do it, or a mix of both, as we'll see. So let's see. Pasuk Lamed Yikavu, Yikavu Avada Meis Mimigido Vivu Yishalayim Yikavu Bekfurasai Yikach Ama Aretz Es Yochaz Ben Yoshio Vimshachu Asai Vimilucho Asai Tachas Aviv. And as Rashi pointed out, Rashi and Lamed Lo Yatzar Mashicha normally. Anybody from Alchaz Beis David, Ben Ben gets the Malucha automatically, and Meshicha is not required. David was promised the Malucha. The descendants who are not doing the right thing have no right to be in the throne, but the Malucha won't be taken from him completely. Most of it was taken, but they're no longer here. And the ones that are in line will get it and have to prove themselves. Here... Meshicha was needed, and apparently there were enough people involved who knew the din, and they understood that there's going to be a sikhsuch and it's out of order. He was older, and therefore, for all things being equal, which they felt weren't, but he probably didn't agree, and there's probably some dissent in the general population, they felt they had to do Meshicha. If you look at the Radak, he expands on it slightly. The Vedak says, V'yimshachu oisoi b'mnei ma'amashcha oisoi le'yimashcha melech ben melech v'lo'amashcha shloma ela b'mnei machlech oisoi shel daniyo. Daniyo was starting a rebellion, which Baruch Hashem didn't last very long, but they made sure to do Mashiach on Shlomo, who is clearly the one chosen by David Melech himself, and he got out of bed to tell the people. V'yaz yashamei machlech oisoi shel asalya during the rebellion, which was fortunately successful against her getting rid of her, but they still had to be Meshach, the young king. And Yochaz Gam came, Mashchai Mibnei Machlekasel Shel Yoyakim Shiyagodol Mimenu Shteishanim. Mashchai Yochaz Afapishi Yakat Mimenu Mibnei. So why'd they do it? They're two years younger, so then choose Yoyakim. Mibnei Shimamale Makam Avaisav. As I mentioned, neither. They're going to turn out to be a Malay Makam Yoshio HaMelech, who was a Tzaddik, and they are both Rishayim. 
And they felt of the two they were looking at, Yoyakim was worse, which, if you look at the Pesukim, sounds like indeed that was the fact. We'll never really know because Yoyakim is going to be killed after three months. Yoyakim, unfortunately, will be king for 11 years, and he will do more damage. It's hard to assess the damage because the Pesukim can go back and blame it on the first half of Menashe's reign again. But uh, the way Chazal described, he was lahachis to the extreme, inventing things to do that nobody even has the Yitzhahara for, just to do an Avera. I could just tell you from Chazal, show us in terms of his intent and his lahachis stance afterwards, that they probably figured he was the larger of the two evils. And based on the Pesukim, it sounds like that was correct. They probably saw his character already. They weren't uh, five years old. And they weren't wrong. Just We don't know what Yochaz would have done had he remained king, but we do know, Masha Batua Batua, we have seen the Pesukim, what... Yehoiakim did gives very short descriptions in terms of Yehoiakim's activity, but Chazal and Perchelik have pretty horrific descriptions of what he did. Things that in the Averis Chamuris of Avodah and Gili Arias and Ritzicha, a lot of it wasn't, a lot of it's necessary, but it's all usher, but uh, nobody has the Yitzhahara for these things. And he was going out of his way. The Pesukim in Yermia, we can see some of them describe him as an Eshek and a Ganav and a Ratzeach to the extreme also. Besides his Avodah and his Gili Arayas and his Lahachis, he wasn't honest, he was exploiting the people. So they probably saw this in his character. The Dasefim mentioned such a notion that they had to make a quick choice. They wanted somebody from Ahaz Bez David, no Taina on that. Uh, Tzitkiyo was ignored. And that is a problem because he was clearly, even the Pussy is going to give him a short description that he's going to do Ra like everybody else. He's clearly very different. A very unfortunate uh, situation that he was in without the Kaychas to rise above the cabinet members who were Roshayim around him. But you can't compare Tzitkiel with Yochaz or, or Yochim, as we'll see. Take a look at the chart I gave out just to give us clarity. Unfortunately, a very short chart for the last four kings of Klai Yisrael and Machaz Beis David. Uh, there's one over here if you didn't get it. The numbers are more than coincidental to my mind. You can't have such a coincidence twice. Although I didn't see the Mepharshim speak directly about the numbers. But the duration, Yehochaz ben Yoshio, three months, as we shall see. Yehochim ben Yoshio is going to be 11 years. Yehochim, as in Yechanya, as in Golos Yechanya, is three months. That's very odd. Three months and three months. Exactly. I don't know if it's to the day. And then you had Golos Yechanya. And then Tzitkiyo, the last Melech, is again 11 years. You have three months, 11 years, three months, 11 years. It's got to be something to that. But it's hard to figure out a pattern because you know, Joachim might have been the biggest of the Risham among the, this group. Tzitkiyo, clearly in contrast, the biggest Sadik. And both of them had 11 years. 
probably points to the fact that Yehoyakim, because of his lahachis, usually we discussed this yesterday in Tel Aviv, more lahachis, it means there are more kachas and efesh and more guilt feelings and more of a kayach, unfortunately he used for rab, but possibly a kayach to do on the positive side, which wasn't used, unfortunately. So that is going to be the lists from here to the end of Malachim. Let's go back to the Pasuk for the short description of Yo'achaz, where in Perich of Gimel, Pasuk, Lamed Aleph. Ben Esim, Veshaloshana, Yo'achaz, Bamalcha, Shlesha, Chadashim, Malach, Yishalayim. Very short, and it's going to sound a lot shorter when you understand from the next few psukim, the most of it was spent on the campaign against Pyro. The Radak has a theory that he started up with Pyro, even though the kingdom here is very weak and uh, very small. He's going to do this for Kibbutz, so we'll give credit where credit is due, to avenge the death of his father. The Mice of Pyro killed Yoshio in battle, and he's going to try to inflict some damage. The damage is going to be short-lived as well because when Pyro notices it, he's going to come back and finish him off, unfortunately. Take a look at the Radak. Actually, we'll wait uh, to soak him. Let's see Lama Beis, Lama Gimel. Um, he was, again, three months. Not including Yoshio Melech, referring to Ochos and part of Menashe's reign. V'yasreyo, Pasuk Lama Gimel. V'yasreyo, Pyro, Nechoi, he basically arrests him. And he levies a tax as a kanas on Eretz Yisrael, removes him from the post of being king, and appoints the next king who is going to be Yehoyakim. You might wonder, we're not used to conquering armies, Baruch Hashem, and people taking over. Often they appointed somebody from the local administration because they wanted to have general control and they wanted to collect taxes. And he's not interested in doing it. So he's going to appoint someone and that someone is going to be Dafka the king that the people didn't want. Just to drive in the point that I'm in control and you start up with me and now we're taking over. If you take a look at the Radak in Lamed Gimel. So the Radak says, Nira, he thinks what happened over here is, First thing he did in his agenda, the first and last thing, is to start a campaign against Travel was slow, he had to get the army together, and he went down to Eretz Mitzrayim to start doing damage. And he did, initially, have success. And Paro heard what happened, and when he met him, he had him arrested. So when Paro was away, he attacked the country, but Paro found out he was able to clearly remove him quickly and definitively and forever. ben Yoshio, Tachas Yoshio, Aviv, Vayasev, Eshemel, Yehoyakim. So Yehoyakim is the name historically we know him as. His original name was Yoakim. And to show who's boss, they had a habit of changing the name. Kiilu, you're so subservient to me. You're such a vassal state that you don't even control your name. I'm going to rename you, and everybody knows your new name was given by Paro. 
which is part of the Bizayin. Yasev Yoyakim and he arrests him, takes him back to Mitzrayim, and he dies there, never comes back, and never heard of again. And he levies this tax. And he doesn't have any money left in the royal coffers because he just fought a battle and there wasn't too much money beforehand. So he collected it from the people. So some... Before Shem Darshan this like an eye that if he had any money he didn't use it anyway and he exploited the people. Others say that no, he did it in a fair way. Rashi sounds like the latter. Ishkecha usually means according to everybody's means, Kefi Ashroy. You can darshan that like an eye that Kefi Ash usually means the poor people can't give anything, and he turns to the wealthy people. I don't know how much money he did or didn't have, but he had to be among the wealthy people, and sounds like he didn't dip into his own pockets. Yeah, but the communists claimed they didn't do this. They claimed that everybody's giving it to the pot. It sounds like he didn't contribute. Yeah, yeah. We have, unfortunately, people from this general area in the eastern seaboard who have now joined the list. Uh, do you have any friends who aren't running for president on the Democratic ticket? Um, I don't know if there's anybody left, but it's scary because he keeps repeating that, yeah, there's plenty of money, it's just in the wrong pockets. That's a very chilling statement. I, I was pretty shocked he said it the first time, but he said it again, which is a pillar. That's You mentioned uh, communists who sort of uh, want to hold on to your wallets and, uh, and daven harder. That's, uh, he's somebody in the pack of the 78,000 people running, he's considered one of the more moderate ones. That's a very frightening matzav. So it's hard to know from the Pasuk. It just could be he laid it out, and if you can afford it, please help us. It doesn't say if he contributed. And based on the Pasuk that would make sense. Ben Esrim. Yeah. Uh, you can't run a country, you must be from a democratic society, Baruch Hashem. You can't run a country with two kings at the helm. It's a chiddush to me, by the way. I didn't see the Mepharshim directly speak about it. It's a chiddush to me, he didn't kill him on the spot. Chiddush to me, he didn't execute him. He says, he brought him down to Mitzrayim, Vayam Hashem, it could be five years later, ten years later. Why he didn't do that? Probably didn't want to make him into a martyr. Got enough of a headache from him. Right? You kill um, somebody from the Zeramalucha, you have a lot of people angry, especially these are the people who chose him over Yoyakim. So he arrested him and he brought him back down. What does he have to kill him for? He's not escaping. And he didn't. Although there were people in history who did. What? It's also a way to control his brother and holding the brother hostage here. Uh, that's nice, assuming you, you're assuming they got along. and you know That's a nice notion. That's why I say it's nice. Uh, that, that would be a threat that don't do anything silly, I have your brother, I sort of assumed, I hope I'm wrong, that Yoyakim was furious. And the Mepharshim do say one of the reasons he's such a cruel 
dictator when he became king is because the brother you push away from the malucha and then he becomes king, even though the circumstances are not very patriotic, a foreign monarch made you king, he's going to show everybody, I'm the one you didn't want. Okay, watch this. So I'm not sure how much he really cared, but yeah, it's possible. Maybe there was some level of uh, a threat hanging over his head. It's more, it's more that, not so much like what might happen to him, but I have him, I could have you next if you don't... Yeah, although I think executing him, Rahman al-Islam, Bifna'a would have been more effective for that message. It's usually what they did. The guy was Mar Bamalchus. The first thing he did, I mean, it wasn't Mar Bamalchus because Egypt officially wasn't the ruling party, but they're the last people who won the war. And the first thing he did in his agenda is attack them. That's, you know, usually the, uh, the Mela comes back and uh, kills everybody, yeah, which he didn't do. It would probably rather, like, if, if, if the threat is that, you know, he's going to be stuck, you know, that he might end up being stuck there, I think he'd probably rather. Yeah, especially in those times, he'd rather die than have to languish away under such. Uh, you mean he's going to tell him now that Mises is too good for you? Maybe. But Maybe. In the ancient, ancient times, uh, royalty was considered to be. Khashiv. Right. And so it's a pagan in royalty to just kill the royal. But the child is, is there a track record for that? Because we have, unfortunately, a few kings coming up, and they're all going to get killed. Tzitkiyahu was blinded and then... Okay, so you're saying... It begs the question. He was blinded and then taken away in chains. He wasn't murdered. Yoachim's going to die very quickly in the process. Yeah, he's going to do tshuva. He's going to do tshuva, actually. Okay, so you're saying we have some proof that yesh v'yesh. You're pointing out... I hear that. That's quite possible. There was some... Uh, I guess respect, begrudging respect for the fact that we treat <coughs> Malucha. Why didn't that carry over to modern times? When they, in modern history, when kings would take over, yeah, a lot of wars. Well, it's a different dynasty. They want to show that God kicked you out, and now we are. And therefore, they would kill them, or they wouldn't. Right. They would. Kill, they would wipe and, out. And this isn't. You mean if they're replacing the dynasty Legamre here, right. they're not doing that. Right. He's just saying, I'm from Mitzrayim. I'm not just in hanging around over here. I just want my taxes. You know, get your act together. This is a royal okay. family. I'm holding it with respect mm, okay. him because he set his brother up as the... Right. Well, the Romans would take the people, the, the, the Jerusalem kings, back to Rome and make a spectacle of them before him. The but they killed him. They yeah, bring him home, make a big, big parade, mm. and then execute him publicly. But then they still had somebody else... Yeah, well, keep putting a public. From the same family? <coughs> oh, definitely. Oh, okay, so it's yesh for yesh, but it's a, it's a good svar. Okay, let's go back to the Pasuk. He collected the money by hook or by crook, literally. Pasuk Lamed Vav. Ben Esen v'chamei shano yayakin v'malchoi v'achas esrei shano mala b'yushalayim sh'emimoi zavuda b'aspadayim in Roma. Interesting word. It's not Rome. V'yas hara b'ene Hashem k'cholosha osu avaisav Interesting, the Pasuk says, Kachol Asher, like he didn't do any worse. The Gemara says he was Machadish Chidushim in his Rishus. As I mentioned, I'm not coming to defend what he did, but he was so depressed, and people were so depressed, and he was trying to, and he said it. He not only did these things, he said, Akash Baruch Hu doesn't care about us anymore, which is not true, they can still do tshuva. 
and therefore we might as well eat, drink, and be merry, and we don't need Hashem, we don't even need His light, what, you need the sun, I'm going to get some gold and put the gold all around, it's going to shine, we don't even need the sun. He said ridiculous statements like that to make Ke'ilu, he's going to convince himself and everybody else that Kosh Baruch Hu is not going to be in the picture at all. Uh, the good news is the masses, even though many people are following them, the masses ultimately are not going to really swallow that. And Clay is sort of too smart for that. And truth is, deep down, he was too smart for that. But uh, he doesn't uh, do tshuva at the last moment. And the part of his kapara is going to be that he's not going to be zeichet to even a burial. <coughs> he's going to have bizyanis and die at the hands of the enemies he's trying to appease <coughs> and trying to copy. So the Pasuk over here, Yirmiyah has a great arichus, but the Pasuk over here equates his rishus with the other ones. The Gemara says, in a way, it was far worse. Pasuk Aleph, Perich Avdala, Pasuk Aleph, Biyamav, Allah, Nebuchadnezzar, Melabavo. This is already pretty frightening. I think it's the first time we mention him. And Yes, yeah, so he's not going away. The Pasuk will clearly tell us in a moment, Pyro is a passing phase almost. He's not the up-and-coming world power. Nebuchadnezzar is, and Paro, it will be heard from a little bit, but not much in terms of a, uh, a game-changer, if you'll call it. And Nebuchadnezzar is taking over. He agreed to be subservient to him for three years. The mood of the people. This will carry over, unfortunately, to Tzitkiyo, is that we're very patriotic. This is misplaced patriotism. It's also misplaced. I can't call it misplaced bitachin. Bitachin is never misplaced if it's real bitachin. But this was grabbing straws with a Navi, who is the only spokesman of a Baruch who right now is going to tell them the truth, said, you have to do real tshuva, it's going to be painful, and at a certain point he's going to tell Tzitkiyo Amalach that you should do tshuva, but Nebuchadnezzar is here to stay, and if you cooperate, you'll be taken the bubble, and you'll survive, and you'll regroup and come back. And they didn't even listen to that. They said, we're not leaving Yisrael, we're not going down without a fight, and they can't do this to us, and we're going to fight them and win. Similar to Masada, all the other reactions which sound very glorious, but are dead wrong, and dead wrong, unfortunately, is a very accurate uh, description. So you have to know when to fight, when not to fight. And to contrast, if you recall, Chizkiyo was sitting in a very embattled city with no hope whatsoever. And there, the Navi told him, do not give up. And that was against public opinion. They said, wait a minute, don't give up. We're, we're doomed. We should get everybody killed. So sometimes that's far as true. Sometimes it's not true. How do you know? The answer is, if you're Baruch Hashem Zeichet to have a Navi, and ask the Navi. And if you're not getting a clear answer, and this happened to Yoshio last week, then ask again. And if it's still not clear, then ask again. In Chizkiyo's time, it was clear to Chizkiyo, and he did the right thing. Yoshio was a Sadiq Yisadeilam, didn't have it clear, and ended up doing the wrong thing. And here, they're going to hear very clearly that you're supposed to surrender, and they're not going to listen. Well, it's a contrast of three different scenarios. And Yoyakim is not even talking to the Navi, even though the Navi is still in the marketplace saying loud and clear what should be done. It's going to give you a new respect for Yermio and Navi, if you needed any new insight. It was a very dangerous job. 
and will get more dangerous before the end of Malachim. And most of it's not here. This is a very short description. Most of it is in Yermia, which is where it should be, I guess. Is, is Daniel also overlapping? What was that? It looks like in Radak that Daniel is also overlapping. Well, yeah, the young generation that's coming up later, yeah, he was going to be in the Gullah, but Yermia is going to do most of the talking, most of the exchange, and most of the suffering will be... Yeah, well, Daniel was in the Gulf. He was one of the people who's taken to the Gulf, and he's going to be there later when uh, shots. I mean, he's not a... The, the, the Navi over here who's giving the Musr, who's dealing with the Malachim, is Yirmiya, and he suffered the consequences. He survived, barely, a number of times, but his message was not unpopular. It was the exact opposite of what most of the people in power wanted to hear. Tzitkiyo, as we will see later on called him privately and saved him privately and asked him one time for the real Devar Hashem and he got the real Devar Hashem and then he told him, don't tell anybody you ever said that, that I'm letting you go, I'm not going to hurt you, but uh, you were never here tonight. That's, so Tzitkiyo understood, he was the Navi Adar, the Tzadik didn't want to hurt him and didn't want him to get hurt and saved him to his credit, but couldn't do anything in the face of his men. And the concept that we hear was uh, and we're going to fight them and they're not going to get away with this. Unfortunately, it's not going to end with the Khurban. This is what's going to happen with Gedalia. The reason some Gedalia, any tzad that gets killed, it's, it's very tragic. Some Gedalia was a tragedy upon a tragedy because it was after the Khurban already and there was a small nucleus of a population that was allowed to stay and they could have made something of it. And Gedalia was king, and he was supposed to be king from Kosh Baruch and Nebuchadnezzar, was okay with it. And their people would misplaced nationalism from the Zerah Malucha. That's going to be very key to the story. If you'd ask them, what are you doing? Well, we need more bloodshed now. So, wait, a chutzpah? Have somebody here is not even Malchus based David? Is he sitting on the throne? This is what they would tell you right before the murder and right after the murder. The only problem is that we are in Gullah's conditions now in Eretz Yisrael, still Gullah's conditions, and they weren't supposed to be Zechid to a Melchamach Beis David. That's why Gedalia was on the throne, so to speak. It wasn't much of a throne, but Zemashayesh, and you can't make up your own nationalism. That was the problem. So I'm getting ahead of myself. I put that line in for a reason. You can have Gullah's conditions in Eretz Yisrael. Some people think that's an oxymoron. Of course it's not. But what do you think we have now? We are, we are not at the Gula yet. And we're davening, and we're trying to uh, cause tshuva, and we're learning, and, but we're not there yet. And sometimes you have to lay low. Sometimes you have to fight. Sometimes you have to not surrender. And sometimes you have to lay low. And there's not the one size fits all. And for the hotheads who realize deep down that they weren't doing the right things, but now they're going to do something about it. And we're going to show that we're proud people and they're going to take us dead if they want to capture us, but we're going to fight. That's not always true. And that's going to be the big theme here at the end of Malachim. Let's go back to the Pusik. So Chanetzer is here. He tells you, Yochum, you better behave. He does for three years. And then he starts a rebellion. Pusik Beis, Ve'yashalach, Hashem. Okay, we'll say Pesach Beis for next week. Let's go to the Peliyayats. Keep your chart if you want, otherwise we'll have more for next week. So, so uh, where, where do we learn about 
we'll see. It'll be a reference to a pasuk later that Tyre already took him over and he's not coming back anymore. Interesting, you know, we're going to see it in, in Malachim. Uh, interestingly enough, the Mitzrayim had a very complex relationship with them. They were good and scared of Klai Yisrael for hundreds and hundreds of years after we left Mitzrayim, for good reason. Uh, they saw the Yad Hashem like nobody ever saw, and they were scared, which is uh, a good reaction. Sometimes they were allies. You see over here, Pyro told them that he wanted to, told Yoshio, I'm just walking through and we're sort of allies and don't worry about it. Don't start up, no harm meant. And Yoshio didn't let him through. He killed him, but he didn't kill anybody else. And they just continued on his way. And then Yoyochaz comes, starts pillaging him at Tzrayim. So I'm not saying Pyro's a nice guy, but he's not going to let that go unnoticed. And then he arrests him and puts somebody else. And he sort of like goes back afterwards. We don't hear from him again. And the ne- next reference is going to be that when Nebuchadnezzar is here, the Mitzrayim are not coming to help Klai Yisrael. And you wonder, if they're not coming to help Klai Of course they're not coming to help Klai Yisrael. The answer is, it wasn't, of course. They had this interesting relationship and uh, not the first time and we can't depend on them and they didn't come because they were scared of Nebuchadnezzar. They had other problems by that. Uh, interesting uh, note, which we might be discussed next week, uh, it's pretty clear this is all after Sancheirev. And we know from the Gemara, Sancheir of Melech Asher mixed everybody up and nobody's where they're supposed to be and none of the nations are who they are. And that's why somebody from Amman and Maiv today from the general area is a lot of married to Klai Yisrael because everybody was mixed up. Bilbo's Kalelum. And yet the Pasuk refers Dafka Mitzrayim as the real Mitzrayim. You could say it's just a, an expression, the Melech of where Mitzrayim was, but the Peskim bring a raya from here that the Mitzrayim came back and they're still who they are, with tremendous nafkamina, certainly after the Yom Kippur War, halach lamaitzah, it's a big machal yishayinim, and two days in the Mechaber, where the Mitzrayim today, if they are Megayah properly and marry the Klaisal, can they marry right away, or do they have to wait to Dor Shlishi? Interestingly enough, one of the Pesukim is in, is in our Navi. So, uh, remind me to get back to that. Let's go to the Peleyayitz. The new entry we're going to start today is on the new editions page, Reishud Ches, the Dibamaskal is Choshud. Where is it in the old ones? Choshud is a few pages after where we just left off on Shabbos. Where is it? Choshud. Chaf. Reish Chavches. The new ones, Reish Yudches. The old ones, Reish Chavches. So, we were discussing, the reason I went to this one is we were discussing the Chiyav to be Mekadosh Shemayim and the Chiyav for people when they see something to be down the Kaschus and to be Melamed and not to talk Lashonar or Metzi Shemar just because they see something and they're trying to Darshan because of their <coughs> guilt feelings or their hatred and their lack of Kiyam of Atavech Kamecha. With that said, Chazal, we're well aware that not everybody's so nice and there are people out there who might be Ganovim or potential Ganovim who are out to get people. And the famous expression, Chabdeo V'chadsheo, everybody knows this expression, especially in business. The problem is, is that there's two words, Chabdeo V'chadsheo, and the question is, which one are you putting in bold and italics? And which one are you making your life's theme? So there are some people go around, Chazal say, they give me a heter, Chabdeo V'chadsheo. So they say the Chadsheo very loud and the Chabdeo is very low. And then there are other people where it's Chabdeyov and also. So there's a big difference between the two. And we have to not lose sight of this as we read the Peleyates. Amrzal, Derech Ezra, Kaladam, Yuchashudim, Enecha Kalistim, 
if you meet a guy and you don't know him from Adam, and he wants access to all your jewelry and gold and your safe, and he's a guest in the house, so it's a big mitzvah of Achnas HaSarchem, and everybody starts over the Chesed's Kashris. With that said, you have to put up some level of protection to make sure, if you don't know at all what you're dealing with, to protect yourself. Call them you chashudim enecha kalistim kedeli shamer mehem. Vim kach amru b'shvil lishmar gufa memaynai alachas kavakama l'inyin isurim shetzar lasha l'chaladam shem enen izur karoi. When it comes to your ruchnius, he's going to talk about kashrus first. That's where it comes up. So people like to rely on the fact. Well, the guy looks like he has a kashrus, and even though some of these items. At the chasna, look like they're complex, like very buggy vegetables and the like. No, the guy's from, so obviously everything's okay. So he says, that is part of chadsheu. You've got to check out what's going on and not be overly reliant. And if you know the heksher is and you trust them, then fine. But you have to investigate. L'yismach al koladam b'machalam eshtiyaz achiyadavar barla shehu nizer kamaisai. You have to know what your level of kashas is, and you should be investigating to find out what's the matzah here. Is it on your level? He says, achil and shtia. So people are asking me about sherry casks, because there was a pamphlet lying around here. It's still on the shnender over there. It's uh, sugi has been around for a long, long time. I guess it's when they put out pamphlets. So you'll ask uh, your rov what you should be doing, and... Whatever your position is, if you're machmer on it, then you go to a simcha. So you should be looking at the bottle to see what's out on the table. Just because he's makel and there is unti makel, and it's certainly a shayla. If you're machmer, so don't just assume, well, he knows I'm coming. He certainly would be machmer. Or if he's checking the vegetables with one type of mahalach and you have a more detailed mahalach, so you should not be lowering your standards. That quickly, just because you're at somebody's simcha, you can wish him a mazel tov and join the simcha and not eat everything that's walking around and everything that might crawl away or might not crawl away. What? So he's going to get to that in a moment. There's always feelings involved, so he's going to get to that in a moment. Certainly if a guy doesn't have a sterling reputation in the first place. It's interesting. He introduces the concept of not missing all year round. He says, better if you want real kashur seat at home. And you know what your standards are. Uh, there are people who don't eat in many restaurants or restaurants, and you know, the shkocha might be good, but they don't know uh, who's in the kitchen, who's there, who's not there. That's not a ridiculous chumrah. I mean, the Pelier has just said that. <laughs> Most people don't have that chumrah, but if you hear somebody that does, that's not ridiculous. There are people who are not so careful with the wines. Interesting, this is uh, old print of a safer that's been around for a long time. And apparently what goes around comes around and it's the same, same issues that have been plaguing the kashrus industry. And there are things that are always problematic or are problematic by some Yorokas more than others or are seasonal. That's an interesting one. People know about wine and uh, magay akum and cherry cash shaylas and bugs. That's an issue. You have workers in the kitchen, yidden, who are not yet so from, and they're not so careful with nagavasa in the morning, and then they touch your food. 
Well, that's your food. Well, it wasn't your food when it started, but now you're eating it. So now you're making a kingdom on it as you swallow it. So that's not too good for your spiritual health. And go ask. So one guy told me, he says, no, nope, I know everything's under control. So how do you know? He says, the sign that says all employees must wash hands. I said, that's great. That's great. You're assuming somebody read that sign. You're assuming that uh, they understood that meant Negavasa six times, like the guy in eight times. And uh, that's quite an assumption. What? That's a, from a doctor's perspective, that's, um, I think all dentists should wear gloves before they touch the teeth of the patient. Um, I'm not arguing. That's a problem. They should read the sign, all employees must wash hands. But no one's washing Nagavasa after they uh, see that sign. No, but that can easily be checked by the supervisor. You've never been in a busy kitchen, I see. <laughs> Supervisors are um, hopefully checking a lot of things. They don't always get to everything. So, so interesting, he puts us in the list. We're talking about Talayim, which is a lot of Lavim, and then we're talking about Zizadayim Shachris, which is a metaphysical, spiritual issue. And many people erroneously mention to me, he says, yeah, they know that's a problem, but Baruch Hashem today, it's not a problem because the story that the, was mentioned, the Messiah from Chaim Velozhin, this is true, but you have to know how it was said that when the Graf Patetsky put his foot on the Micah to step up to the pyre to be burnt at the stake, it made such a Roshim and Shemayim, his Gevurus and Evers, that's the Germi Vilna. And he faced it bold, and he and it was a tremendous kiddush Hashem, and it goes down history. It said made such a ratio and knocked the kishkes out of the klipas of Natil Sadayim, of lack of Natil Sadayim. Why those klipas, of all things, who knows? But this is a, a litvashim, a from Vilna, a Chaim Vlazna Dao, Shalom said, he heard it from Yakir Yushalayim. They didn't say that it knocked the kishkes out completely, and it's gone, and it doesn't exist, and you'll have to watch Nagavasar just for the record, and he didn't say that somebody touches it, didn't watch Negevaser, you're scot-free, it meant it's Baruch Hashem a little weaker. It's not non-existent. Naktakishka means it lowered the things. I, I'm mentioning that because for any alpinister, it's used a lot uh, for people who are not worried and the Peleyayats knew about Nister, and he still writes this, and the Pesach will bring this down, that you should be careful the people who didn't watch Negevaser shouldn't be touching the food is at what age the kid starts. So some start very early, some say when they're a gilochino, but it's something that's discussed in the Paiskin. Ubenakiyas menachalom in Basa Bachalov and all the other kashras in Yana Bishmir Shabbos. If somebody is bemazed violating Shmir Shabbos, then that could ask for the food. And they're doing Shia, they're doing Chazara with Akum, nothing changed. The guy comes and does Chazara, that could be a big problem for your child. So there are a lot of things to be on top of, and you should be but understand that you still need to be Cheshed not only for your money, to protect your jewelry, but for your Ruchnius as well. With Hashem, we will continue on Shabbos. Yeah, and aid, we have a different header for guys doing